Hey, Heidi. Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm doing well, actually. Good. Doing well. Sleeping well. <laughs> that is very important. It is. It's very it is. important. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing well, too. I now have the blood work to prove it. I... <laughs> it's always important. <laughs> I, I had my physical. Remember, I was mm -hmm. doing, I did the OBG. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all the things. So making the rounds. I'm making mm -hmm. the rounds. I had my physical, um, which, you know, we did all the blood work. Everything was fine. Like everything came back normal, which is okay. good. I was low in vitamin D, but I've always been low in vitamin D. And I'm I'm outside all of the time. Like yeah. I'm always you're not, you're not in the taking sun. anything. Oh, and you're still so, low. And I'm still low. But here is here's a theory mm. that uh, you know, someone I follow on uh, I've listened to a podcast for this like natural path. Yeah. Um, their theory is that because we have so because we all eat so much more like good fats now like yeah olive oil that vitamin d somehow and i don't understand the science behind it i did when i listened to it but now i'm forgetting mm -hmm. but there's something that because we're eating good fats like vitamin like olive oil right it allows our body to absorb vitamin d in a different way so the tests that they do can't to that right up. Right. Like the test that they do to see if we're deficient really doesn't take into the account that our body is better able to process vitamin D uh, than when we weren't eating all of these good fats. Because as a like nation, everyone mm -hmm. in the last, you know, 20 years has been, you know, they've yeah. been seeing that people are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. And they've attributed to all different kinds of things, but they're thinking it might be because you're you know, it's no longer available in your bloodstream to be read on a test because your body's actually using it, mm. which I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems to make sense because I'm literally outside like 10 hours a day in the sun and I take a supplement of vitamin D. So how, how could I be deficient? Like yeah. how, so I don't, I don't know if I'm too worried about that, but everything else was fine. But here's my issue with, and for, this is for women. And I think we have to figure out how we make a stink about this. Because you go and get your blood test on one day. And I said to my doctor, I would like to test like my hormone levels because I think a few things are going on. Like I think I'm, you know, premenopausal. And I think, uh, you know, think some things. I also think that, so leptin is a hormone in your body that, that triggers you to feel full. Yep. And they, you know, the thought is that as you approach menopause, your body may be deficient in that. And so a lot of times women of my age, our age, mm -hmm. have because your body is no longer producing leptin at the levels that it was. Yep. So I'd like to, I'd like to get a baseline of like hormones. I'd like to know if I'm deficient in anything, like what, and I feel like I've been met with a lot of resistance to test for these things because, like my doctor said, she said, well, you know, your hormones change every, all month, every month. So yeah. we could test you today, but it really isn't giving us an idea of what's going on because it, it maybe you're low in something. Maybe that's just part of your natural cycle, da, da, da. But if you don't test, how do you know? But if you don't test, how do you know? And so then, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe, you have, maybe I have to go in for a test every five days for six times to get a month yeah. or you know, like there has to be a better way. The answer can't be 
well, your hormones are always changing, so we can't test them. Like yes. the answer needs to be we, t we we either test as frequently as we need to over a certain period of time to get to, to get, get an idea, yeah, or like that has to be a thing. And I'm sure insurance wouldn't pay for it, and I'm sure it cost a fortune. But all of that is a crappy answer, yes, because women do have hormones that are changing throughout their whole life through. Yes. Through, you know, um, puberty and then through pregnancy and nursing and menopause, like yeah. all these all the time. And that's, it's not always a smooth transition. Like no. things are, you're deficient in things, producing too much of things. And I'm sure there's things that we can do to support ourselves better. And medicine needs to catch up with that and give yeah. us testing that gives us a real picture of what's going on. So that's yeah. my rant. No, <laughs> no, I completely, no, I completely agree with you. I feel like a few things is right. I've, I have done and asked, like it, it comes up with my thyroid for my Hashimoto's. Um, they won't do certain types of testing to see if I have certain free T3 free hormone or whatever. And they're just like the insurance covers a certain, certain tests and that's what they're going to cover. And mm -hmm. that's it. And it's like, but I need to know this other information to see how I'm taking the medicine and da, da, da. No, it's been very difficult. And only on maybe two occasions, I've gotten an endocrinologist to agree to do additional thyroid testing, which is completely available. Yeah. It's whether or not they want to do it. And right, sometimes insurance will cover it, especially if the doctor says there's a reason to check this stuff. It, those tests exist for a reason, right? right. So, so it doesn't, so I, I believe the one thing that I have tried to do, and it's, it's like, I will probably do this when I really need it from the menopause side is find a specific doctor who deals with women who have menopause or premenopausal and like special go deep and specialize and find someone and it may not always be a functional medicine i i believe like i like i told you i think on one of the podcasts i love my obg up here um mm -hmm. she is she's the one who went, we went down a whole path and when i saw her a year later i i literally was like thank you for listening to me and not only did you listen to me you gave me really good credible recommendations that I follow through on and I'm better today because of it. And she was just like, Oh, great. I'm so glad to hear that. Like, you know, and I was like, but thank you because I don't think you get it. Like what you did for me didn't like, you don't get, if you don't get enough credit for it, I want you to know it made a huge difference in my life. And it was right. like, a, so like when we had, we, we had a conversation about where would I go next? And I feel like she's the person I can go and talk to and be like, what are my options? Right. Do I want to be in a biosimilar? Do I want to, what do I want to, or whatever, not bio, whatever it is, um, for, for menopause and, you know, to do, or do I want to do a vaginal cream instead or do it, whatever it is, right? Like we have, who do we have these conversations with? I just, I would keep, I think general practitioners, they're lovely. They were great for 45 years of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I'd rather just go to a specialist. I'd rather go to people who are seeing people like me on a regular basis and willing to go deep and say, let's just, yeah, you are going to be a different case. Like my, my menopause is going to be different than your menopause. Right. So let's make sure we're understanding all your symptoms, right. How your hormones are. Cause sometimes if you, it's a really good doctor, right. They don't, maybe they don't even need to test the hormones. They can just base it on what is happening with you. But it's yeah. because they've seen a gazillion people who have the same issues. Right. And so they start to create, I don't know. I, I just like, this is why I love Jen Gunter and the menopause, menopause manifesto book and her tweet, tweets and all that, because I think she advocates for the same thing. Like 
you, you know what? Like, thanks, Doc. If you won't do it, I'll go find somebody else who, who will. And there will be people out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I have to keep looking. Like, I'm glad that I saw Doctor, and I actually liked her. Um, and I think I'm going to try to keep her as my primary, uh, even though she's moving practices and she's not going to be like an hour away. Oh, <laughs> Which I was like, listen, it's taken me two years to find you. I'm following you. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to keep her as my primary. But yeah, I'm still searching for answers. I'm still searching. There's just some stuff going on that I just feel like I, even if it isn't a medical diagnosis or the treatment isn't necessarily medical, like maybe it's a nutrition thing. Maybe it's yeah. a lifestyle thing. It's a supplement thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I need someone to kind of help me figure that out. Yeah. And, you know, she, so I, again, I don't know if you listen or follow anything with Jen Gunter and what she does, but I'm trying to find, she was on. I'm going to look her up now. Um, What podcast was she on just recently that I was just listening? She's wonderful. The, the, men, the, the menopause manifesto was awesome. Um, oh yeah. I oh, like her. Yeah, she was so yeah. she if you if you ever heard of We Can Do Hard Things, that podcast? Yes. Yep. Okay. So in one of those recent so she was on there, I want to say that? Glennon Doyle, right? Yes. That, yeah. Yes. They um they spoke to her two part episode all about menopause. It was really good. Um I don't know when it was. Maybe it was in May, not June. I don't know. If you look in there. It wasn't okay. that long ago, but it like she covers a lot of like what Jen does is like kind of takes pieces of her book basically and talks about treatments and symptoms and all these. And she's not telling you what to do. She's just telling you what's out there and what's available and what to go talk to your doctor about. So if, like even if you don't read the book and you want to listen to the two podcast episodes, they're really good. I, I really enjoyed them. And it's one of those things like I'll go I'll go back and listen to it again because different things pop up and you're like, what did she say about that again? Or I'll go back and look like her book to me is like a reference book it's not a book you read from beginning to end you know it's just like i right. it's like i pick up a chapter and be like so i will go look and see if she does has a, have anything around leptin and you know all that stuff because i'm i'm sure she does like she <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? like she's just seen a lot of women and um treated this for a long time and she herself has gone through it right yeah no i'm looking at her podcast and there's definitely already oh. a few that i'm like oh the body yeah. stuff yeah 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 she's yeah. great she's great i love i love following her on twitter jennifer gunter um i love it yeah she just Thanks. makes me feel very empowered and i think that's her whole whole point <laughs> frankly right right well that yeah yeah there's some herbalists that i follow that are like that like mm -hmm. their whole point is to just give you information but also yeah. just give you this mindset that you really are in control of your health and it's yeah. you know you are question yes you are able to take all the time that you need you are mm -hmm. able to gather information you are able to disagree yes you know there are all types of things right. that, well and you, you know, are able to not accept the way that this is the way it has to be because mm -hmm. it doesn't like i think she like i think she answered some people's questions like that people had written in to her in that in the Glenn Doyle, uh, whatever, uh, podcast. And she basically, it was like, you know, it was, it's, it's all the questions you're afraid to ask kind of questions. And she just, she really did a great job in just giving people like, no, go back to your doctor and, and like, here's some options that you should go talk about with your, and if they're, again, if they're not willing to talk, go find another doctor that will, because this right. is ridiculous. Like they should be telling you if you're having vaginal dryness, what to do about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, right. and they don't unless you're asking, hey, I have it or what can I do? Like, why do I have to, why can't they go through, like based on my age, go through a, a, a bunch of questions yeah. that are specific to the things that I might be going through? You know, it's just, it's just, it's fascinating to me. It just, yeah, we do need to continue. Clearly, with everything going on in this world, we definitely need to take more and more control over our health. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was my experience. Like, I'm glad I went for a complete physical, but it's, I feel like it's limited. And I, I don't think it's necessarily the doctor. It's just the whole system. You know, like yeah. she was like, well, I can't, I can't really re I order that test until we get the results of this test. And then I, <sighs> then we, ha you know, it's like that kind of stuff and yeah, it's frustrating. So uh, anyway, I, I'm glad, clearly I'm glad I went for a physical and um Mm -hmm. have that information but um, I feel like I'm not done no I want Good. to explore yeah yeah makes sense yeah so um I have news oh I love news my house is officially on sale Ooh! <laughs> yes. congratulations I, thank you walking through it all the time now uh it was just listed this morning so we have here I send it to you um and uh we have open houses this week and next or over the weekend so yeah they will be my house will be dirty oh. again yeah. yeah but I'm excited it's real it's really real like we were doing stuff all weekend to get the house ready like we had to do a, a ton of yard work and then um just because we hadn't had a chance since we've been really busy in May and June so we've been cutting the grass, but that's about it. But like we had to, you know, pull weeds and like really get in there and just kind of shape up the the yard and stuff. And then, um, yeah, and then interior, you know, just getting it ready again, like depersonalizing it and just being like, all right, we really don't live here anymore. <laughs> so it's just, I, I see so it. I'm weird. looking. So I'm looking at it now on Zillow. Lovely. I love that I see your little uh, elliptical stepper under your desk. Yes, right. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about that. <laughs> yes, there it is. That's that's right. You get to see it. <laughs> what it looks like there. I'm snooping inside your house right now. Yep. Nice. Yeah, oh amazing. yeah, good. Perfect. It's gonna go fast. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I you know, I hope so. Um, I hope so. And then we have to find a place to live. <laughs> like yeah, my realtor who's helping us find out like a rental is like uh, are you back from whatever you've been doing? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. The house is going to be listed. And like, we'll, we'll have more free time. And of course, now the listings are like kind of dried up. There isn't much right now. So I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure it'll all come together, but it will. You'll, even if even if it sells tomorrow, you're still going to have two to three months to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 We're, yeah. We're definitely going to need it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's oh, that's exciting. Really exciting. Yeah, yeah, you guys wasted no time when you said, like, once the boys graduate from high school, we're moving. You were not kidding. You were for real about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. We, I, I go back to two years ago when we were like, I even remember having a conversation with you, like, well, maybe we'll be here five years. And then it kind of trickled down to like three. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we're like, well, it's two because we don't want to, you know, we have to do two at the minimum because that's the capital gains tax issue. So we're going to stay for two years. I didn't think we would, I thought we would stay one more year just to get past the college first year type of thing and just have mm -hmm. a place for the kid. But we're not, like, we're just so ready to get out of here and, like, live a more empty nester life. And, yeah, 
I don't know, live close to the city. Now that I got a job closer to the city, like I don't want to be commuting like this and I don't want to be in a big empty house. I want like, I don't need to be in a cul-de-sac or a, a, a suburban neighborhood anymore right now. You know, I right. kind of want a little bit more than that. I mean, it'd be different if I had a place like yours and I was there all the time. I had friends nearby. Like we don't know anybody really. Yeah. Right. You know, no, it's not nothing, home. Right. There's nothing holding you there. No, yeah. no. Like Vermont is more home to me than here. Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so yeah, I, we're, we're like weirdly sad and yet excited, you know, very excited, but th there's a little bit of like, oh yeah. Like I put, I took down some pendants that we had up in my office for lighting and I was like, well, no, they're not taking those. Like, um, that's mine, you know, so yeah. I put the hi-hat back up and I was like, oh, that's weird. It looks like when we moved in empty white walls. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. I think that's exciting. I do too. I yeah. do too. I'm excited to uh, see the next step. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Cool. That's big news. That's exciting. Yeah. That's <sighs> another, another adventure. I did do something that made me think of you over the weekend as well. I, um, I have purchased these two bags in Vermont. One's like just like this satchel thing that I wear. And this other one's like a, it's a handheld purse, but it fits like my phone and my, you know, like my essentials, mm -hmm. um, the smaller purse. And so, but what I didn't like about, and I love the material, it's like a canvas material, it's something you'd find on Etsy, but it was this cute little store in Vermont that I go to for gifts and things. And it just, I just love these, these bags. And so um, it's like the canvas surplus supply, marine material, like, you know, yep. like army material. They're really great. Yep, Durable. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. Love yeah. That. So, yep. but they don't have pockets inside. And I'm like, come on, not even as like a small little to put your phone, a zippered thing, nothing. So well, that's weird. I inserted. <laughs> I, well, I was going to, I was going to whip out my sewing machine, but I was like, I don't really know how to use it. I don't want to spend three hours trying to figure it out. Uh, it's been a really <laughs> long time since that thing has been, you know, taken down. So I just did it by hand and it worked. I went to the store, got my zipper, got my, you know, material. And I just sewed in both uh, the wallet and the, the purse. And I love it. I'm so happy with my outfit. Keith was looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, Shh, I'm channeling Heidi. Shh. <laughs> just, I need to get my, my, get my sewing love, on. <laughs> I love that. Yep. See a problem, fix it. Get out yeah. that sewing kit. I love yeah. it. I was like, yeah. I just need materials. Like I just, I was like, I don't have a zipper. Let me go get a zipper, you know, but I of course I couldn't find my sewing kit for like the longest time. And it's been in one of those like, it's not even a sewing kit. It's terrible. It's in a one of those baby wipe holders from like <laughs> like fifteen <laughs> years ago. That's, I think funny because remember when we were kids, everybody's like mom and grandma had a sewing kit in that like blue and white cookie container. Yeah, I have it one and, in Vermont actually. Yes. Yeah, and you'd be like, "Oh, cookies!" And it was never cookies. It was no. always like buttons. So and then I, buttons I and think change. The, Yep. The cookie tin of our generation is baby wipes containers Yeah, because I have them around the house with things in them <laughs> all over. <laughs> well, they were really good and useful. Like I they have all of them. They're yeah. sturdy. They lock. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So all my shit's in there. Yeah. No, say, and I, well, we couldn't find it. And we're, I was like, oh, I haven't, I, I haven't used it in a while, I guess. And so, yeah, we, we tore the house up trying to find it. We keep end up finding it, but yeah, I was really psyched. I was like, wow, look at me. Nice. I was being I a homestaker. Homestaker. Right. Yep. You are being a homestaker. Exactly. Exactly. You can blog and, about it. <laughs> and I will, I will blog about it. And your newfound love for Julia. I, I oh, couldn't even. God. So Julie texted me during the week in between podcasts and we try 
like I try to not talk to you so much during the week now because <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. So you texted me. I'm going to read the text because <laughs> I, I nearly teared up. Yes. <laughs> she texts me. I absolutely love Julia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, it is. So So you're talking about the show on HBO. It is so well yeah. done. And her story is amazing. I always knew of her when I was a younger adult and tried her on TV, but didn't know anything about her. I even watched the documentary on HBO about her all good. I nearly cried when I read that. <laughs> it was, I, and I'm listening to the podcast. I'm on episode two. Uh-huh. Um, I, even Keith got into it. Like we ended up watching, he he was like, how the show, I got to see how the show went. <laughs> and then like, we ended up watching the hour and a half documentary and also on HBO uh-huh. about her re- like her life and then I'm, now I want to watch Julie and Julia I haven't I'm trying to track that where that is um okay yeah but yeah I'm just like she's amazing amazing and I and I realized why you know it's funny like the I love the story about one of the producers was like my mom was from Korea or something like that and right and like she watched Julia when they came to the States because it was just, you know, way in to see what American dishes were and it wasn't American dishes. And it was, you know, it was like French skin. And she was like, what? Um, but it was helpful in a way. And so I thought about that and I was like, no, this was not in my household when growing up. My mother would never watch something like that. It was all Spanish language television. That's what, what we grew up with. And, you know, I would walk, right. we'd watch American television at night, like programs and things as a family. But, um, so no, she never came across, like, I don't know if my mother, I'm sure my mother knows who she is, but my mother would have never ventured into French cooking. Like that would have just right. been like, why would I do that? I make Spanish cooking. <laughs> right. <laughs> she just, and yeah. it is delicious. Your mom makes delicious food. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I grew up with Julia Child. Not so much. My mother did watch her, but not, I watched her. Like mm. I watched her on channel 13 um, because I just loved her. I loved her as a kid. I, but I was, a, you know, I was that kind of kid. I used to read cookbooks. I used to, I remember I loved cookbooks from, um, you know, anytime we went to like Vermont or Maine, my mother always got a cookbook from wherever we traveled to. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. That was her thing. So my mother has like tons of cookbooks and I remember just going through them and I would pretend that I owned a bed and breakfast and I would just think of all the things I would make. I would like plan menus (laughs) and it was... I always included like an afternoon, like something like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like appetizers or something. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I loved watching that show. I would just think about all the things that I would make one. And I, and I started cooking young, you know, for my family. My mother went back to work when I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I would come home and make would get dinner ready. My mother would get home at six. So I would get dinner ready and like put it in the oven. And then I would watch a little house on the prairie from five to six on. And, <laughs> and then dinner would be ready at six and everyone would get home and we'd all eat dinner. And nice. I loved cooking. I loved it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there's just something about, I, I like, you know, her, her personality and like, I mean, like, you know, like yeah. I, what I just the, I like the documentary because they interviewed her as well, showed her on her shows and stuff, and it was just she was formidable in so many ways, and just so I could I, I see why everybody likes her. Like it's just yeah. she is like that. She just draws you in because she would screw up, and all right, whatever, we're gonna figure it yeah. out, you know. Oh, like, her show just, is hysterical. All the memes about her, where she's like a little tipsy and like 
you know, a cup of wine for the dish and three yeah. for me. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, all those memes are somehow rooted in a little bit of truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I feel like the I appreciated, like I watched, I finished the documentary and then I went back to finish the show and I appreciated the last few episodes of the show even more mm-hmm. because I felt one, they did such a great job in telling yeah. her in, in this part of her story in this time. And then, of course, now the podcast adding to it, like it's all just come together for me. And I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm just like, wow, I yeah. have no idea all this time. I'm like, we're, you know, just really who she was. So, yeah. Yep. Oh, good. I'm so glad you have found a, a newfound, renewed love for Julia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm bummed. I'm bummed that it's over. Like, I, I need them to your point. I need them to make more. Like, I, that was such an enjoyable show on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It was great. Now you. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the list. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get. Yeah. I, I, once I get settled into a new place, I don't need any more stuff right now. <laughs> Put in boxes. Um, but yeah. So once I get resettled, I want to go back out and just purchase a couple of her books. I, again, I used to have one of them, but I don't know. I don't, I definitely don't have it. I, I, I do, I do the same thing your mom does though. I do when I've traveled places around the world or like, even if I'm just, if I'm there for a couple of days, I try and um, get something recipe, even if it's a little booklet, something of from the place of like dishes yeah. and stuff like. That. Sometimes I'm not successful, but um, but I like that, and I like mm-hmm. I don't know. I do that too. I always I always love like a cookbook from the area wherever we travel to. So I have all of those. I also love a cookbook that's you know those little cookbooks that get put together, and it's either like from the PTA or a local church or, you know, it's just those little spiral bound cookbooks that everyone submits a recipe to. Yeah. I love them. I probably (laughs) have like 25 of them from, and only one from, you know, my kid's school. The rest are totally strange to me. Don't know anyone. But if I'm ever in a, in a secondhand store or garage sale or any, or we're somewhere and they have one for sale, I always, I'm just fascinated by these recipes that amateur cooks yeah. submit because they're always written hysterically because, you know, I'm someone who went to culinary school. So when I read a recipe, I don't really have to read the instructions. I right. know the instructions based on the order that you put the ingredients tell what I need to know. Right. But in those cookbooks, I I like him hysterical because you cannot do that with those cookbooks. Right, because, right. Like the people no, you know, unless you know how to write, you don't know that. So um, they just fascinate me. But they're always the one of the marinades that I use for what any kind of meat, pork, fish, whatever. I, I have this marinade that I make all the time, and it's from one of those books. Um, and it's because people submit like their very best recipe, like the thing yeah. that their family eats all the time. And that's those, awesome. Yeah. Those recipe books are often so good. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's like those tried and true everyone kind of recipes. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then somebody, you know, overachiever always tries to submit something way over the top that no one's actually going to make and they write the recipe wrong. And I'm. It, I the humor in that. I'm probably the only one. But that's funny. No, right. They have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like whatever. Yeah. I love that. That's really great. Oh, that's really cool. I'll have to I'll have to keep an eye out. That's really yeah. cool. I like that too. Um I, yeah, I, I think I think all that's fascinating. Like my husband's um stepmother created a family cookbook a 
I don't know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Maybe even like, more because I remember one night I was, for whatever reason, you and Keith went out. I For some reason I was with the boys. I think Max was there too. Yeah. And I spent the night at your house. Yeah. And I remember after all the kids went to sleep, I read that from beginning to end. It was, <laughs> I loved it. It was fascinating. Right. Right. <laughs> because it was like, she, she did it at a good time where there were certain mm-hmm. family members still alive and you can get yeah. some information and then there were stories and yeah, I, I think there's some really good recipes in there. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just, I, those are the neatest. I love those cookbooks. Those, yeah. you know, I told my, my mom, but you know, she just, I can't get it together with her, but uh, I told a couple of cousins too. I'm like, we should, we should do this, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, everybody sort of submits kind of what they, you know, even if it's rice and beans, 10 different ways, your mother versus my mother versus my uncle, but they all made it differently, even though it's yeah. the same recipe, they all still made it differently. So I'm like, it would be good to see how they made it different. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just, I need to get them organized and just yeah, do I it. Know, those- recipes you can't I have to write down so I had two grandmothers I had Anne my mom's mom who was not a cook Mm -hmm. not a cook she you know she would like microwave chicken that kind of stuff (laughs) bless her heart because she was fantastic I love Nan she was I loved her but you know she was a microwave cook my Mm. other grandmother grandma Gertie she was a phenomenal cook and made all German dishes. Mm. Um, my pa- my grandparents owned a bakery. So she when you stayed at her house, you'd get like fresh homemade donuts in the morning. She, you know, she just made everything. Nice. Um, she did not write anything down. There is mm. no evidence. But she taught me how to make like her corn fritters, her donuts, and then um this one, you know, her full meal, which she made for holiday special occasions, she made sauerbraten, spetzel, ginger snapper, mm, uh, gravy, <laughs> a chicory salad, uh, red, like, you know, she made the same meal over and over and it was perfection and it was mm. delicious. And she did teach me how to make that meal. So I just know it by heart, but right. I should write it down. Yes. Because, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really well, this should. goes back to that conversation we had about the legacy, right? Like. I, 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 my one son is cooking for himself a lot more and mm-hmm. asking me like, how do I zhuzh up pasta? And I'm like, well, I'm not a pasta person, but I'm like, you know, we, we got to talk to my sister-in-law. She's Italian. She cooks, she cooks all these great dishes. She's got her own you know, homemade sauce. And, but, um, I said to him, Michael, like, well, you know, I can teach you like the basics of rice and beans. Cause it's a great, you know, it's a great meal to have in your back pocket too, just like spaghetti, you know, whatever, you know, but he was just like, yeah. He's like, when I have my own place, I'd like you to teach me like the thing, like, how do you make, you know, sweet plantains and maduros in Spanish um, and other, and I'm like, it's not hard, you know, but he just doesn't know. And I'm like, oh, finally there's an interest, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, it's cool, but I mean, it's going to take a few more years, but I kind of like that. I'm like, I said to him, I'm like, look, you don't have to be fluent in Spanish and you don't have to over identify in any way as Spanish. I mean, that's just that that's part that's part of our background. I said, so you know what? Be the be the person that can make a mean rice and beans, right? You know, and, and knows how to make you know a good you know pernil, um, you know, just a good dish that you can always be like, hey, mm-hmm. and you can learn all the other dishes that yep. are out there in the world. But like the one comes from our family. Learn how to make it, make it really well, and that's just something you put in your you know, I think your back so. pocket. You know, for yep. a date, for a partner, for friends. You're having friends over. Like, hey, I can make this, and they'll it'll be great. That's it. Yep. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that, you know, because I am German, but I love that I'm a, I can cook this very authentic German meal. And 
you know, it's kind of neat to identify in that way. And I, and my boys love that meal and I would like for them to know it too. I mean, they're, you know, my grandparents were born in Germany, so I'm second generation. So I'm a little removed and my boys are even more removed. Yeah. So it's not like they have, you know, such a connection there, but it, it is a nice connection to have that, you know, something that's yeah part of your history yes uh, that you relate to and is teachable and it, it's neat yeah yeah well and to your point if it's the one thing you can pass down is giving them the recipes about how to make that meal yep how cool is that right yeah yep and carry it on yeah and i will pass along the spetzel maker that Ooh. i have i have my grandmother's spetzel maker straight from germany i love that thing that's cool yeah yeah, I think those things are so neat. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Little little pieces of that. I think yeah, it's just like they they're not broken. <laughs> they still work, right? <laughs> definitely. Oh, this thing is never. It's like cast iron. It weighs like forty <sighs> pounds. It's crazy. It's never going that. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I um. I finally um. So I made another trip to the bookstore. Oh, good. And were did spent- you, were you able to commit this time? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I spent more time looking. And because we were just in the area and I was like, let's just pop in. And then I spent like a good 25 minutes in all different sections. And then I came out empty handed and I got really frustrated. So then I went online and just um, looked up a bunch of books. And I wanted to go to my library, but it's closed on Sunday. So I was like, all right, I can't do that. So I found a couple of really good or, you know, book lists for this year. And I just, you know, looked at a bunch and some of them were better than others and some had better descriptions than others. And then I finally pulled the trigger and I, and I downloaded a book on my Kindle. What is it? Drum roll. Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's called, it's not, I don't even know. It's called The People We Keep by Allison. I have to look at it. Allison Larson. Okay. And it's about Larkin. Sorry, not Larson. Allison Larkin. Um, So it's about a a young 16-year-old girl. And her, basically her travels, uh, she leaves home and she meets people. And it's like, it's kind of like the um, the company you keep, right? You know, it's like this concept of like the people she meets along the way are the are interesting. So they, she finds out about their story and okay. she tells it, you know, and it's just to be, it's about her interactions as she, it's like a coming of age story kind of thing. Um, and she, you know, she's on her own right now and she's like, you know, doesn't have a place to live. That's where I'm at, you know? And so it's like, she's meeting She's trying to figure out who to trust and then what she's learning about people and why are they helping her and why aren't, you know, it's like, so it's interesting. Just, um, it's a little youngish. Like, again, I felt, it feels like a YA novel that I don't know that it w- was intended. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I have a couple right. other ones now that I'm going to, I'm going to commit to after this, but I like it so far. It's just something. Yeah. I, so I just read the first page while you were talking. I'm in. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. I don't know. So far I like it. I, I, I like the way it's written and I like, and it takes like. Right now she's in New York and there's and she's in a familiar place. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know where that town is. I know what that is. I know what that's going on there. I know that vibe. I know. So it just feels a little relatable. Um, yeah. Oh, good. I, yeah, that's good because I need a book. I am right now. I'm listening to In a New York Minute, but I'm not really into it. Uh, um, so good. I need a new book. The other one that's on my list um, that I think I'm gonna. Well, I took a sample. I haven't. Um, it's a little deep. Uh, it's called Notes on an Execution the review of this and the description it's just unbelievable it just it just sounded so good to me um hold on i gotta find it it's by dania kukafka 
Okay, wait, what is the name of it again? Because it's Notes on an Execution. So this does not sound like a fun summer read. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think it's um there was again I, the description of it, if I can find it, of course not, was really interesting. Um hold on, I wasn't it's prepared. another person who chooses to leave home at 16 and live with an older man on a remote farm. Oh, this is getting this this is getting me. You know how I love a remote farm. No, no, no. This one notes on an execution? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The way it was, so this is how the person I um, found it from. She wrote, she writes, the whole book takes place in the 12 hours before an execution. A man accused oh, yeah, of multiple that. female murders. The chapters are made of hours leading up to his execution and dispersed with others about the women in, in his life. His mother, his wife, his sisters, a whole bunch of others. What I love most about this book, though, isn't the violent or gory or his most serial killer stories. Rather, it's the striking psychological deep dive into the mind of a killer that brings up inter interesting questions about us as a society. And she just said she couldn't stop reading about it. And, and she mentioned a couple of, she mentioned a show and a book that I read called Mindhunter, which was about a, at the FBI profiling serial killers. They are the ones who came up with the whole serial killer concept, or at least okay. for the codified. So I don't know. I liked it. I thought that was really fascinating. And there was a Netflix show about it for two couple seasons. And so, yeah, it's a little dark, but I was like, oh, this kind of, and I like seeing, it. Yeah, the part I, was a description of one of the women that he talks about in his okay. life. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Hmm. All right. That might be a winter read for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple other books here that I was like, huh. I'll so this, you know, I should give the one. Why do I give her a shout out who I got this from? So it's this, um, where is she? Her name is Hannah Lowenthal. She's from okay. BuzzFeed. And it's the title of the articles. I've read a lot of books so far in 2022, but not all of them were memorable. <laughs> These 14, however, were, were exceptional in more ways than one. And so she just, she's like, I read every single day. I'm a bookworm. And I was like, great, this is what I need. I need someone who reads a lot of different stuff. And, you know, yeah. and she did like this list that she gave. I, it's all over the place. Like it's not one genre, which I like. It's not only beach reads. It's Right. Kind of a, a whole bunch of stuff. And I was kind of like, cool, that's what I need. But so she helped yep. me a lot. And then, and then I went to Oprah's Book Club too. That helped too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I love a list. A uh, you know, I look lists. Like one of the podcasts I listen to, the Satellite Sisters, they always do a summer beach read. Mm. But the sister who does it is an author. So mm. it's, you know, it's some very light beachy reads, but then other things that are much more meaty. Mm -hmm. um, and she gives descriptions of why. So I always look to that book list. Um, and I yeah, love, I I like love a, someone curating I love a, it. You know, yeah. I need someone to do I that for me. I love a book list. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then I love the uh, the Overdrive app on my phone because then I, as soon as I list, I go in and put a hold on all those books. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. I just, yeah. Two years and I never got to the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's. It's too late now. Just go to the library and then. So the next place you live. Yes. First thing I'm going to do. Library immediately, please. <laughs> yes, I will. I will. I will. Oh. I know it's oh. so shameful. Um, I downloaded Hidden Folks, <gasps> which we talked about last and... week. And I love it. It's just <laughs> the little noises those people make are hysterical. <laughs> yep. It's so funny. So I'm on. I don't know. I'm on like the sixth or seventh level you know different board and so when I first texted you that I like downloaded it 
And then you said, you, Oh, wait, would... can I read your text? <laughs> because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really good well right we talked about the fact that i like to just skip through when they've told me i can and i'm done yeah. and, and you go through and i told you that keith no like keith does has to find all of them so then you texted me and said oh my god what kind of animal moves on to the next level without finding everything in the jungle tell keith i'm on team find everything <laughs> which i now rescind because i did that for like the first three or four bird boards yeah and now when the little thing pops up says you can unlock the next level i'm like oh what's the next level exactly. and i don't find them all see yep. ah, yeah. so i i started out team keith now i'm team julie <laughs> yes yeah you gave me shit uh yeah well i mean some of that stuff is just like i am not gonna go look for this little cricket no, some of them are so hard and some of the boards are so big. Yes. Like I kind of appreciate the ones that you can see the whole thing yes. in one screen. First, yeah. oh, and how you and Keith, so I'm playing it on my <laughs> iPad. How you started playing this on your phone, that is, I think that might be like a, a definition of insanity. I don't yes. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> made the game last, but um, yeah, no, we had to do it in quadrants. <laughs> Forget it. No. no. Yeah. No, there was definitely yeah. a strategy by doing it on your phone. You, 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 you stayed in a corner and then you looked at the bottom of like, what else can I find while I'm in this corner? Because if I move around, I'm going to get lost. <laughs> so. Yeah. I cannot imagine doing it on my phone. But it's fun if you download it. Uh, I downloaded it. I, pay, I so paid good. for it. Like, oh, it no. Like, it's Oh, I don't know if you. Oh, we, well, because we have the Apple Arcade thing. So it was free. Okay, so mine was okay. not free, but it was like a couple bucks. But I yeah. paid for it because I didn't. I I hate like playing a game that makes Ads you watch an ad, and yeah. it's not like I download so many things. So for the two games that I download a year, I don't mind paying for no commercials or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's totally worth. It. I just it's fun. It's enjoyable. So when let me ask you, when do you see? When, when do you play it? I usually play it. Um, in the middle of the night when I can't <laughs> sleep. Right. That's what I said. Yep. Yep. I play it in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, but I hate playing it without the sound. So I turn the sound oh. really low so that I think just I can hear it. But then Norm, like at some point he rolls over and is like, what is that? Because all he hears is like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> hello, hello. And I'm like, it's just my game. And he's like, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what would happen. Keith started before me. And then I'd hear all these noises. And I'm like, and he's always playing some sort of yeah. video game. He's always, he's always my, uh, I'm like, what are you doing? And then I'm, he shows it to me. And he's like, I don't think you like this one. And he's right. Uh, but this one, he was like, no, I think you like this. And I resisted for like, I don't know, a week. But I kept hearing it at night and especially in the middle of the night. And I was like, what is this guy? Like someone's saying help. What is going on? <laughs> and then and then I finally figured it out. And so, now, yeah, in the middle of the night, yeah, when I I couldn't sleep, I was like, sorry, I'm going to do what you did to me. <laughs> it's too good. You can't not play with the sound. Yep. Yeah. No, it is. It's a good, it's a good, it's a simple fun, little line drawings, but totally captivating. I'm in it. And it's just, it's a hidden pictures. It's like adult hidden pictures. It's yes. Like, yep. Yes. And we Michigan. did all this research to see if they would make it again, if they're going to make more. And we couldn't find anything that says that they're committed to doing it more. Oh, I'm how many levels fun. are there? Am I almost done? No, it doesn't sound like it. No, you can oh. go back to the settings and look. I forget. Um, okay. But that was the thing. Like I, when I started, I was, like I said, like a weekly 
maybe even more. And then he would tell me where he was. And I'd be like, where's that? And I'd look at the settings and I'd see what category. And I'm like, oh, that's like two, two, two levels away from me. That was the other reason why I would, you know, like when it told me I could go forward, I would go. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to catch up to be, be at the same level as him and try to figure out, you know, and, and occasionally we'd help each other, you know, we, we would never give it away, but we'd be like, ah, it's kind of, you're warm, you're hot, whatever, you know, that kind of right, thing. Right. We were really stuck, but <laughs> fun. fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. We went to, um, last night, a friend of ours, it was his birthday and he was, his whole family was going out to dinner. Actually, it was just like a quarter of his immediate family. It was 18 people and it was like a sliver of his. So he's, um, they are from uh, Guyana uh-huh. and it was so fun to be like, to be with this like big, loud, funny family. Mm-hmm. It was just so fun because I have such a small family Yeah, um, that this was just such a neat Thing. Yeah, it was at a experience. Mexican restaurant, and it was just so cool. It was so cool mm. to like watch everyone interact, and they were all so welcoming. And it was just, it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, they did so a lot fun. of shots. Everything was like ah, another round of shots. Norm and I were like, we have to drive home. We were. I was. I was like, I'm driving. I'll have a shot. Norm was like, Hey. I was like, No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Do whatever right. you want. <laughs> oh my gosh. Has uh has Norm started physical therapy and stuff? Is he better? Is he feeling good? So he had his second post-op um, meeting with the doctor down in Manhattan, and everything looks really good. Oh, good. They took him, so they t- they took him completely off restriction. The doctor was like, "You know, what do you what do you do for a living again?" And Norm was like, "Oh, you know, he's you know now he's in management. Yeah, and so he's inside at a, desk a chair. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time." Yeah. So. He told the doctor that, and the doctor was like, oh, yeah, you have no restrictions. You're fine. And I was like, but did you tell the doctor about what you do when you're not at work? Right, your hobbies. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I have a feeling he means, like, no restriction at your desk, yeah, but not no restriction. So that was, like, day one. I look outside, and he, Max, he and Max are doing something in the barn, and Norm is outside on the side of the barn, one foot on a ladder, one foot on top of the barn on the roof. And I was like... I don't oh, think no. that's what your doctor meant. And he's like, no, 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 I've been. <laughs> that's exactly He was right. like, no, I've been waiting to do this for eight weeks. Like, I have to fix this thing. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, good Lord almighty. So um, so he's feeling fine. He's yeah. feeling just fine. And he starts physical therapy. Um, he just called. You know, he just got the script for it. So I think he has like eight sessions. Cool. Um, great. Yeah. No, that's but- great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, but his neck is actually, it's funny, I'm glad he's going, and the doctor said it's kind of normal. So, you know, he's been in all of this pain um, and numbness for years from, like, Mm -hmm. it went from, it radiated from his neck to his shoulder and then down his arm. Yeah. And those muscles were always tight and protective of that area, and, like, those muscles alert. Mm. And now he is having so much muscle soreness. in that area. And I think it's because those muscles are able to relax. Yeah, probably. And it's, you know, it's like your muscles get used to what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so now a relaxed state is Mm. actually taking some getting used to. Yeah. They have to unlearn. They have to unlearn. Exactly. So I'm hoping physical therapy will be able to help him 
yeah. kind of get rid of some of this soreness because it's not the pain he was in. It's truly like, you know, when you have a muscle that's sore, that's what yeah. it feels like. And I think that's what it is. I think it's just, you know, anything, anytime you do something different in your body, your muscles yeah. react and need time to yes. do their thing. So, but he's doing good. I mean, so good face, you know, that's great. for New what man. it could be. New man. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yep. That's yeah. awesome. That is good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go because I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I need to eat dinner before it gets too late. It's already it Sounds like me. a plan. Yeah. 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 So we'll late. just end it here. We can just end it here. It was good catching up. Yes. I'll talk to you next week. Yep. Sounds right. good. Bye. All right. Bye.